From Impact Alpha, this is Returns on Investment, a show about impact investing. I'm Brian Walsh, head of impact for the fintech company Liquidnet, coming to you live on tape from New York City. Here with me in my office is Imogen Rose Smith, an investment fellow with the University of California. Hello, Imogen. And joining us from the San Francisco Bay Area is David Bank, editor and CEO of Impact Alpha. Hi, David. Hello to both of you. Well, on today's show, we're going to discuss the drama around the $2 billion self-defined impact investing fund, TPG Rise, whose co-founder and CEO, Bill McGloshan, was indicted as part of the Varsity Blues college admissions cheating scandal. Some media pundits saw this as an opportunity to point out the hypocrisy of one of the most prominent impact investors of recent years, as well as what they see as the hypocrisy of impact investing as a whole. So what do you say, David? Are we all just a bunch of hypocrites? I think, you know, probably if we're all being honest, you know, the answer is yes. But let's uh, let's let's just try to unpack this a little bit. It's kind of like the harmonic convergence of storylines for impact investing. And harmonic was, convergence. I didn't have that on my uh, podcast bingo here. It was a way to not say the perfect storm. But um, <laughs> the, the, the and yeah, I think you just start with the emotional resonance of the university admission scandal itself. And, you know, lots of people, myself included, you know, know, you know, have our nieces and nephews or children of our friends who are right now waiting or, or have just heard about which college they're going to be accepted. It's incredibly stressful time. And the notion that somebody and, you know, many people are getting an edge by paying to proctors to give their kids the answers to the test or dressing them up as athletes to get in through the side door is just deeply offensive. And I think that basically makes everybody nuts about this. So that's the first ring of the story. The second ring, as you say, is that somebody who is a uh, leading or at least well-known or at least highly visible impact investor was one of those folks. And that's Bill McGlashan, as you said, the CEO of um, not only the Rise Fund, which is this $2 billion impact fund, but of the larger TPG Growth, which is a private equity branch of even even much larger TPG. So um, th- these are the big money players, and um, they are the biggest of those big money players who have come into impact investing in recent years. Um, McGlashan, as you recall, came in you know, with a whole kind of swagger about how he, he and his buddy Bono, the U2 uh, front man, and, and, and Jeff Skoll, and, and a whole roster of Silicon Valley billionaires, and they were going to do impact investing right. So um, and, and, now, and, and at the time, David, if I recall, you know, we, we had conversations about it, that there's a lot of excitement from some in the impact investing field that, oh, the cavalry is coming, that the, finally the mainstream traditional uh, commercial uh, investors are now coming uh, to try their hand at impact investing. And, and they are bringing the large pools of capital that everybody says that we need to bring to really accelerate impact investing, right? So well, there was and, a lot of excitement uh, in some quarters, right? Oh, oh, absolutely. And, 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 you know, at some level, rightly so. I mean, TPG did succeed in, in the first fund, um, and, and now they're raising a second fund even larger, who's supposed to be uh, targeted at three, $3 billion. Um, they did bring in, you know, the proverbial, you know, institutional pension funds that everybody has been wanting to get off the sidelines. Now, one way they brought the, in, the institutional investors off uh, the sidelines was by having, you know, the promise or at least the expectation of, you know, quite high, you know, uh, upper quartile, you know, returns. So it wasn't only the impact, should we should be clear, that was bringing those guys into those funds. But they did succeed in bringing in not only the billionaires, but these institutional investors in, into this fund. And that 
that was, as you say, you know, the great promise of, of, of the model. And then, as, as, as we know, there's other big private equity players, Bain, KKR, others that have also um, been moving in this direction, you know, with, with, you know, for smaller funds. So TPG was by far the biggest, uh, or TPG Rise Fund was by far the biggest so far, and, and the next one would be even bigger. So that said, so that's the second ring of the onion. There's this, this highly visible private equity player, and that obviously um, occasions people's um, uh, you know ra- people's radar goes off about whether whether if if he's if he's a, a hypocrite shall we say or or he's self dealing on the personal side whether the same things are going on on the fund side. Um, I should hasten to say that there's been no indication so far. I'm not saying there isn't any, but none of this has has gotten to any kind of um, systemic or, or or corporate failing on on the part of of, of TPG or T or or the Rise Fund. So so for the moment, the what whatever failings there are 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 personal failings, not 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 company failings. So that should be clear. And then this, and, and, and well, McLaughlin also has been fired and or resigned. McLaughlin uh, has been fired. Yeah. He tried to resign before he got fired. There's a little bit of a contretemps over whether whether he was fired or whether he quit. He also has not been found guilty yet. He's been charged. He's obviously has not been convicted. Um, although I would I would commend as 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 interesting reading the the indictment itself, which which lays out not only his but many other people's cell phone calls with the with the fixer, which are quite revealing. Um, and then the third level of of uh, the third ring of the of the onion or or, or whatever is that. Um, uh, TPG and the other big private equity players, Bain, KKR, as I said, um, while an interesting and um, important new entrant into the impact investing field are not the sole, uh, the whole uh, story about impact investing. There was a, a, a very vibrant and growing impact investing world before these guys made their move in the last year or so. And um, to say that their failings, whatever they are or may be, um, therefore invalidates um, or undermines the entire impact investing proposition is another leap of faith. So I think we should just be clear as in this conversation, you know, what exact, what level of this discussion, what level of this controversy we're actually talking about. So Imogen, what's really at stake here? Should should there be a moratorium on impact investing as some have, have called for? I think, no, there shouldn't be a moratorium on impact investing, but you know. What, what is a moratorium <laughs> Uh, on any kind of investing actually even mean well and how does investing not have an Im- all investing has an impact right like i do it's it's clearly going to be a moment of reckoning here for the impact industry and to a certain extent with good reason right so you know you know things are bad when i agree with david um i do i agree with sort of david's initial analysis and, and i think the sort of the schadenfreude for the sort of, oh, the impact guy doing this is, is deeper as well because, you know, what these people were doing was allegedly paying to have their kid, paying for other people to take tests for their kids and also gaming the system so that their kids got extra time um, in exams, which as a dyslexic and as somebody who did get extra time in exams because I couldn't spell um, is pretty offensive. Um and then also allegedly giving bribes to, to get sort of fake sport accolades for their kids so they could go in under sporting scholarships and sort of be guaranteed. And this idea, and again, particularly if you look at what McGlashan was saying, 
allegedly what he wanted, and according to his transcripts, was basically a guarantee of his kid getting into not just one school, but two schools. So it wasn't a hassle. And so this idea that there are different rules for the very rich than the rest of us. And, you know, that yeah, everyone can relate to that. And it's also something that, that we as a, as a society and as, as the world feel very strongly right now. And over the past, you know, couple of decades, that has felt more and more to be the case. And ironically, that's exactly the issue that impact investing is seeking to address. Well, that, so just, it, just let me let me just interject here because I totally agree with you again, Imogen, which I, I agree is a dangerous sign. But the, the outrage over that is a general outrage over elite privileges, not yeah. a not a particular outrage over the impact investor who was one of those elites. No, but there is a sort of Faustian bargain at the sort of at the, the, the genesis of impact investing to the extent that, say, say, impact investing in particular comes out of a foundation and a philanthropy-driven school where, you know, it's a sort of rubber barons, you know, on the one hand, you, you, you rape and pillage, and on the other hand, you give back. And by the way, you give back because you don't want to pay taxes, right? Like that issue lies at the heart of impact investing and is... is is a sort of uncomfortable reality that, that we have to deal with. But that doesn't mean that you should just throw out the entire idea and this, this notion that there needs to be a better way to do capitalism and that investing has to tackle some of these major problems. And I, and I think that the schadenfreude is being used to say, oh, well, then we don't have to do anything and all these like, people doing impact investing suck. You know, and I do have to be a little bit careful because the UC was an investor in TPG Rise, is an investor in TPG Rise. Um, but I, you know, I, I think you're right. There was a swagger. There was an arrogance to the way TPG Rise, Adam McGlashan in particular, sort of presented, you know, this idea that he came up with the idea for TPG Rise while he was a guest at Richard Branson's Bahaman, bah, house in the Bahamas, right? You know, it's like... At the very least, it, feel, it felt like they were tone deaf to what they were doing. And I do think that that is an issue in impact investing that needs to be addressed, the sort of the Davos man version of what impact is. That said, and I think this is, this is really important, it's not just true of impact, right? Like this, this you know, McGlashan isn't just, you know, in charge of TPG Rise, he was the guy of the TPG growth, right? This is a fundamental problem with the private equity and alternative investment asset management industry, that a small group of people have been paid an awful lot of money to manage, in particular, the assets of public pension plans and other government entities, and they have become extremely rich, and they live in a world that is very different from often the beneficiaries whose money they are managing, and that this inequality has only grown and become greater over time, and that these people function under different rules. So in hedge fund land, we used to call it red Ferrari syndrome, right? When your hedge fund manager started showing up driving a red Ferrari, you knew that they, you know, they were no longer paying attention to their portfolio and instead they become a professional rich person. In general, investors get too enamored of the wealth of ironically the managers that they have made wealthy and they don't hold them sufficiently accountable. And, and that's, that, I think that needs to happen in all investing, including impact investing. Well, so David, is there such thing as a good impact investing and bad impact investing? Do we need to call this out? We're good impact investors and bad impact investors? Because I do think that not all those working in impact investing are the wealthy and powerful elite who are trying to protect their own interests and their own status atop the systems of power in our society. Uh, there are plenty of people who are in impact investing because they are trying to change those systems 
uh, directly themselves. And, and so it, it's to, to say all impact investing uh, it represents this uh, cling to power, and it, it, I think uh, might, uh, might kind of throw the proverbial baby out with the bathwater. Well, I, I do I do agree with that, but I think it's, I think there is a important self reflection uh, to be had here. And Jed Emerson wrote this up in a recent post, where the impact investing champions even who see this future where finance is fundamentally transformed, the whole value proposition is inverted. Environmental, social value and benefits are put at the center of global finance, that in order to get there, you're trying to turn this massive, massive system, this, you know, you know, you know we call them super tankers, but even beyond super tankers, just this, 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 this whole global finance system, turn that around, right? So when, so in order to do that, you actually cheer whenever a big, you know, a big anchor of the old guard, you know, switches sides and, and, and goes towards impact. And so there's possibly been a too much of a sort of willingness to, um, you know, it's so-called big tent theory, a big tent uh, approach to let everybody in because you want, you know, more capital to be flowing on the impact side. Um, and as the big chunks of capital break off and, and move towards impact, you, you know, you, you say, welcome, the water's fine and more, more and more is better. And so that's been the basic gist of the impact argument for the last few years is that it's going mainstream, it's getting out of the niche, it's becoming a real um, uh, pot of capital, a real, a real investing approach. Now what we're seeing is the inevitable backlash to that, which is say, well, not, every, not everything is the same in, in that impact world. This gets to what your question is. Um, and there are those who are legit trying to think through, in, including many of the things that, that, that Imogen is saying, you know, the way funds are structured, the way, you know, managers are compensated, the way all of this works at a very, you know, you know, mechanical mechanics level, um, you know, what the fees should be. I mean, that's, that's all come um, under scrutiny and, and, and not just in impact investing, that's all come under scrutiny in, in finance in general. Um, and and that the honeymoon is over at some level, and now you really do have to show that you are driving towards impact, that you are driving towards inclusion, you are driving, you know, towards income, you know, the opposite of income inequality, towards income inclusion. You're driving towards not just sustainability, but you know, regenerative agriculture and, and other natural systems. That you're, you know, that you're really, you know, your money really is making the world a better place. Your money really is helping real people's lives. And I think that's actually, you know, if there's any kind of, you know, positive thing that comes out of this, it's that that the pressure on that side will be stronger, and and we will separate the hucksters from the from the. Um, from the what's what's the opposite of a huckster? <laughs> the authentic, uh, the, authentic the authentic, the genuine, the, the genuine folks who are who are shifting finance, um, and that they, you know that would be the good outcome. The bad outcome would be say, oh, it's all it's all um, bogus, it's all hypocrites, as you started out saying, and therefore we can go back to business as usual. That would be a that would be a tragedy. Yeah, I mean, I. The, the I think the sh the short term you know, it's, it's typical of David to to look for the positive, um, you know I think the sh in the short term there is a danger that this puts a chill on particularly large institutional asset owners, and definitely sort of gives them an excuse not to invest in impact. Um, Does it give them an excuse not to invest in private equity? I mean, why? Well, exactly, they're not going to exactly so. 
exactly. Right, right. Like, so why why is uh, uh, Bill McLaughlin's uh, alleged personal failings? Uh, why why are they tarring? impact investing as a whole category and and not necessarily private equity. Well, that's the thing. I'm arguing that, that it should be tower private equity, not impact well, investing. Well, and there were, other, there were other investors who were not um, who were not impact investors who were caught up in this as well, and, and um, they seem to be getting an easier yeah. time than McGlashan. And I was so, so that's interesting. It's like if you make a claim, if you don't make a claim to be an impact investor, then when you don't, then when you're revealed as a self-dealing you know, privileged, entitled elite, you know, you're at least not being hypocritical, I suppose, because you never claimed you weren't, right? Right, right. But that's it, the whole, that's, it's, that's the church <laughs> and the mafia issue, right? You know, that, that idea, if you set yourself up on a pedestal and say you're the church, then when you, uh, when you misbehave, the fall from grace is even harder. But if you're the mafia uh, and you misbehave, well, it's the mafia. What did you expect? Well, exactly. And so, and so one, of the, one of the arguments that's come up is that impact investing essentially is about accountability, right? You're accountable for the impact of your investments, which is, you know, seems obvious, but has not been true in most of, of, of the world of finance. Um, and at some level, McLashen is being held accountable because there's an impact investing world that is kind of holding him accountable. It's not, it's not these media pundits um, that you mentioned. It's, it's but actually... That's, I mean- I would disagree with you in that I don't think the impact investing world was necessarily holding him accountable until this happened. I, and I, but I do think that, yes, this idea of accountability is key. And again, it, you should be held accountable for all of your investments and, and all of your managers, right? That's, that's, that's the point. But I, I you know, and I think that um, Brian actually made a good point when we were talking like a couple of weeks ago that capitalism makes a, very good servant but a terrible master right and i think the, the sort of the radical part of impact investing is we live in a society that has chosen to see capitalism and wealth as a master and impact investing says no it's a tool it's a means to an end and it's a means to make these things such as inequality better um and to the extent that we are going out and investing with and lauding the people who still live in and promote and benefit the sort of the current status quo that says, you know, rich is better, that then I think we are doing ourselves a disservice. Well, I, I, I really want to harp and, and pick up and, and double click on this idea of accountability and how crucial it is to impact investing. Uh, and I, I want to dig into both of you. What, what, is, what do we mean by accountability? Who, who in, you know, accountability to whom? Um, well, who's I mean, providing that? And you know, I, I, I mean, TPG Rise uh, is—I called it at the, the top of the show. We called it a, a self-defined impact investing fund. There is, and we've made this point before. There is no high council or supreme court of impact that says this is impact and that is not impact. Uh, impact is still in the eye of the beholder, and there is no accountability for any of those who purport to be impact investors because uh, there is no kind of universal agreed upon commonly accepted principles around how you measure and report on the non-financial performance of your investments you're absolutely right brian that there's no high court there's no you know imprimatur there's no certification what there is is sort of an emerging body of work and so this actually gets to and, and a sort of best practices and a kind of consent emerging consensus and well before this scandal broke the discussion in fact you know as it happened was revolving around the TPG rise funds 
own impact reporting framework, um, something we've actually talked about on this on this show and in, certainly in Impact Alpha, they, they call it the impact multiple of money. And they just spun off a couple uh, months ago uh, a separate company that would apply this methodology. They call it Y Analytics, and it basically help other funds, including and also TPG Rise, um, come up with literally a dollar value for the impact delivered by a certain investment. And they had, you know, peer-reviewed, you know, academic studies and whole ways of calculating this and multipliers and discounts and come up with an actual dollar value. And, and, and TPG Rise, I believe, had said that they would deliver at least $2.5 of impact for every dollar invested. And in many cases, they would say it would be more. And this would be measured in, you know, increased income for Indian dairy farmers or decreased costs of, diabe of diabetes uh, chronic care because of, of diabetes prevention or or obviously, you know, greenhouse gases averted or, or what have you. And they said, this is a way that we can start valuing impact in dollar terms. That's going to make it become just as important to investors as, as the financial returns. And this was their contribution to the field is the way they put it. I would say the biggest critics of that methodology and they were you know they they came out of the woodwork were the impact investors themselves who said you know that's reductionist that doesn't take into account all these other factors that's not the way the 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 the, the impact really can be measured you have to take a more holistic view all those kinds of things and the the impact investing world was saying no you have to you know that's that's maybe good that you're even counting anything but you have to be even more accountable uh to that so there's nobody that's going to like be accountable at the level of like a you know, a legal body or a regulatory body, but there is a kind of general accountability to, you know, what, what, what passes the, the sniff test of a bunch of people who've been working at this for a long time. So, David, uh, two things on that. Uh, one is uh, Lauren Cochran of the Blue Haven Initiative wrote in Next Billion, my favorite take on the Rise Fund's impact multiple of money. I just have it here. She called it, quote, an over-engineered assessment tool that glosses over the complexity of impact measurement, fails basic tests around intentionality, and overstates the impact outcomes of investment dollars, end quote. And I think the other, the other I, it, that's just her claim. I'm just quoting it. I'm not necessarily endorsing that view. But I, I would also say that it, the impact multiple of money is a proprietary framework and you know they, they spun it off they initially said it was going to be a, a, a public good uh, in the form of a, a, a nonprofit uh, open source kind of domain and they spun it off as a for-profit proprietary company why analytics that's all fine but that's still not getting us to I, I, I take your point that we're coming to maybe the field itself the market itself is coming to uh, some sense of market accountability because there's going to be enough voices who will call out when things don't pass the impact sniff test. Uh, but I, I do think that for this field to truly accelerate and for uh, for more uh, for more people to come into the field and, and have more uh, more comfort with this practice and for it to, to really mature as a practice, we need, I think, more generally accepted impact measurement uh, systems in place uh, that that are yes, they can be somewhat market driven. Some of them can be proprietary, but I think we need uh, a little bit more uh, rigor around them, and I think we need a little bit more uh, consensus around them. That I think we're we're there. Are, there are plenty of well-meaning and and very smart efforts out there, but we haven't reached that true consensus for impact accountability. I agree with you to a certain extent, but I also I don't really like the sort of idea of like you know 
who gets to wear a badge and be in the Impact Club kind of thing. I don't really care. Well, I have right? all these badges made up, though. <laughs> you need you, to do something you, with so them. You're saying you don't want the badge? <laughs> I, don't get to wear, I don't get to wear the Impact badge. <laughs> you know, and I think that, you know, again, part of it is I, too much of a focus, focus on intentionality, right? Again, TPG Rise was, in a sense, sold on McGlashan's intentionality of, oh, I want to do nice things in India. Um and it suggests, again, we need to focus more on outcomes, right? If it turns out that TPG Rise does a really good job and has a great beneficial impact and makes returns for its investors, then arguably it will have been incredibly successful. But we don't know that at this point. So, yes, there needs to be better analytics, better accounting. But again, if you sort of take the ESG argument, as these issues become material, that problem will largely take care of itself um and i don't like you know again all investments are impact investments i don't think it has to be part of a special club or a precious you know little garden you know people need to suck it up do the work and invest with good managers and not invest with assholes <laughs> i feel strongly about that do, do you yes do you. Okay. Uh, I think that's a good place to leave it uh, with Imogen's insight that all investing is impact investing. I, uh, I think other people... Oh, I, thought, or, I thought we were going to leave it with, Im with Imogen's insight, don't invest with assholes. That is, <laughs> that is, no, but people do it all the time because they think, oh, well, you know, Wall Street. I mean, this is basically what Bono said, right? He was like, hey, invest with these guys. They're assholes. They'll make you money. And I actually think he, he used a more colorful language than just a-holes. Uh, 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 <laughs> I can't believe I'm self-centering myself. That was too myself. much for you. Yeah. Yeah. He, I think he said, uh, these are bad mother mother effers, I believe. Wasn't that the Bono quote? Uh, when, when the TPG Rise Fund was launched yeah. in 2016. He said that had been his opinion before he got into business with them. Um, I, I don't know whether that's still his opinion. But then this idea that <laughs> well, you, you want to... maybe it's still his opinion after uh, <laughs> recent news. But yeah, like that that's a common assumption in investing generally. And often it leads to bad outcomes. And I, and I think that is, again, that, that to me is what is problematic, and that's what we need to change. Here, here. And I, I just want to uh, paraphrase at, at your quote and quote uh, Clara Miller uh, of the Heron Foundation, uh, who, who said, all 100% of investing is impact. We just don't know whether that impact is good or bad. Exactly. David, any final thoughts? Um, the, I, I think it's sort of to be continued. I mean, this is this has become sort of one of the kind of, um, I don't know, emblematic uh, discussions in, in impact investing. And I, I'm, I'm keen for it to, to go in a constructive di direction. And I think uh, hopefully we <laughs> made some <laughs> contribution to that today. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Returns on Investment. Thank you to David Bank and Imogen Rose-Smith. And special thanks, as always, to our technical producer, Isaac Silk. This podcast has been a production of Impact Alpha. Find us at impactalpha.com and on Twitter. For more episodes, find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts, you can subscribe to us. If you like the show, consider telling other people about it. You can also leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps others discover the show. Uh, and if you have any feedback, send us an email, editor at impactalpha.com. From New York, I'm Brian Walsh. On behalf of David and Imogen, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you in some sense of the word next time.